0: Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our associate radio preacher, Pastor Tim Butker, as he delivers his message, A Prerequisite to Determining God's Will. We are so glad that you've chosen to join us this week here. As we turn our hearts towards the Lord in worship and praise and open God's Word to let Him instruct us by what He has revealed to us there and by the work of His Spirit, we Hope and pray that your hearts are encouraged, that your spirits are lifted up, that you will, you will come to a greater knowledge of Almighty God and Christ our Savior. This is an opportunity we have to enjoy fellowship with each other and with the Lord through the modern technology that we have. As we turn our hearts towards the Lord, I invite you to bow in prayer with me. Heavenly Father, we pause for a moment to acknowledge your presence here with us. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness to us. We ask that as we turn towards you in song and worship and praise of you and open your word, that you would instruct us in a way that only you can by the power of your spirit. And we would sense freely that we're worshiping you in spirit and in truth through song. Thank you, Father, for the great gift of your son Jesus and the great hope we have in you and your great majesty and glory and power and tenderness and kindness and mercy towards us. May our hearts be encouraged in this time we spend together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Come, thou almighty King, help us thy name to sing. Help us to
0: We have two selected scriptures for today. The first one is found in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, where the Lord was instructing Samuel as he was picking a king to follow King Saul, whom God had disqualified as king because of his arrogance and pride. And the Lord instructed Samuel that he did not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And then in the New Testament, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which instructs us to not conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, so that we may be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Talk to you today about a prerequisite for determining God's will, God's purpose in our lives. I don't know if you've been in a department store lately, but if you haven't, you may not have noticed a trend over the last maybe 10 to 15 years, and that is a, a trend of a new product, and it's called shapewear. It's a, it's a clothing article of sorts, sort of an undergarment that can help shape and mold someone's body, and they're shapewear for men and shapewear for women. We are people who are deeply concerned about our shape and especially the external shape of our bodies. I don't know if it's a first world issue, but it certainly is a a sense of vanity and wanting to have our external appearances be in a certain way. God is also concerned about our shape. But he's not so concerned about the external shape of our bodies, though the Bible does say that physical training is of some value and it's important to take care our body is his and it's the temple of God, we should steward it well. More importantly is the shape of what's happening in our hearts and in our souls, in our minds. This is where God is focused. You know, when God disqualified King Saul in the Old Testament as the leader of Israel, he he appointed Samuel to appoint a new king in his place, and he sent him to the house of Jesse. And Some of Jesse's sons were brought before Samuel, and they were paraded before him to see which one God had anointed. And as Samuel was looking at them, he saw that some were strong and tall and ruddy and looked like kings. But the Lord said to him in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, He said, Do not consider his appearance or his height, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, if you and I want to determine God's will in our lives, there's a prerequisite in the scripture for for understanding what God is doing in the world and discerning what his purpose, his plan may be for you and for me. In Romans chapter 12, Paul is writing to the believers in Rome, and he's talking to them about our response to God's goodness and his kindness to us through the sending of his son, Jesus, into the world. He said, in view of God's mercy, in view of his kindness, we we should reasonably offer our whole lives back to him, our lives as living sacrifices. This is a spiritual act of worship for us. And then he said this, Romans 12, verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. How do we transform our minds? Why is this so important for discerning God's will? There's so many forces and factors. You know however complex it is to shape a person's body. There's so many other forces and factors and influences that shape our hearts and our minds and our souls. And the Bible encourages us to take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is why Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Paul understood what The Holy Spirit revealed to King Solomon in Proverbs 23, verse 7, when he said, As a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so do they become. You know, the Bible makes it clear that the mind is the steering wheel of our heart. And as you and I thinketh, so our heart and our soul and our whole inner being is shaped and we become ultimately what we think about. There's so many instructions in Scripture what to fix our minds on. In Philippians 4.8, the Apostle Paul wrote to those in Philippi who were dealing with great anxiety. He said, you can control the anxiety through prayer and what you fix your minds on. He said, whatever things are good and praiseworthy, you have good report and holy and noble and true. He said, think on these things. The power of our mind is is beyond often what we comprehend or are self-aware of. This is the power of transformation. And God has said he does not want us shaped by the world around us, but he wants us transformed by the renewing of our minds so that then it's the prerequisite of seeing what God is doing in the world, understanding how he works, and then joining him in it. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for all of your life flows from there. How do we guard our hearts We guard our hearts by paying very close attention to what's being put into our minds. And our minds then help shape and mold our heart. Who's shaping you? Who's shaping me? It's something good to pause and think about frequently. Who's shaping our thinking and our beliefs about this life, about politics, about money, about marriage, about sexual identity, about eternity, about how everything came into existence, Who is shaping our thoughts? This is very important according to the scriptures. We should take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. God does not look at the outward appearance. He looks at what's going on in our heart. And if if we transform our minds and shape them around what God has revealed to us in his word, we will then slowly begin to understand what he's doing in the world. And then with the work and power of his spirit and the revelation of his word, you and I can begin to discern, test, and approve, the scripture says, what God's good and pleasing and perfect will is. How are you going to know what God's will is until you understand his view of the world and what he's working to accomplish and what he's doing? This is something very important. There are so many messages, so much information in the world today. Who is shaping your view about marriage? Have you wondered about what a marriage really is? God has told us in his word very clearly in the book of Genesis. We we can return there time and again to see how God created the world and how it should operate. He said, it was not good that the first man was alone. So he caused him to fall into a deep sleep and he poured a a portion of flesh from his side. and, And from that flesh, that side, that rib, he fashioned together another being. And then he brought that being to the man. And the man said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. And then God told us what marriage was. When he created it in the very beginning, he said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, and they will become one flesh. God's will in marriage is for for a man and a woman to share in a covenant together, where they make a vow before God and others to stay faithful to each other to walk together in unity and harmony. This is God separating his image into two genders and then bringing them back together in this mystery, this marvel of marriage. Are you letting God shape your view of what marriage is or are you letting the world around you shape your view of what it is? There's great confusion, you know, about what's real and about what's true. Who is shaping your view of money? Is money something to be chased after and pursued at all costs? Is it something that should be a good goal and purpose for life? There are many messages telling us this in the world. But God has told us very clearly that money is a test. He uses it as as a test in our lives. He gives us a certain amount of money and those that are faithful with a little will be given more. He said it's a bad goal and it's it's a bad purpose to serve money in life, to, to pursue more of it. Those who have this lust for money never have enough. He's told us that godliness with contentment is great gain. Who's, who's shaping your view about money? Who's shaping your view about government, and politics, and how people should rule in the world? Have you studied God's word? It's, it's all about nations and There's so much revealed to us there about how leaders should lead, principles and policies that are laid out there. There's so many things that that we can relate to our current and modern world about what God has said about leaders all through history. Who's shaping your view about politics? Are you looking at the world through messages that are coming on the news channels or on the Internet, or is your primary filter being transformed by the renewing of your mind as you look through God's word, his his never-changing word that he has revealed to us about what's true? Who's shaping your view about how the world came into existence and what is the purpose and meaning of all that's been created? Who's shaping your view about what's coming in the afterlife? Who's shaping your and I view about spirituality and faith and things like... What happens after we die? God has revealed to us and he wants to instruct us by his spirit through his word to be discerning about all that's true in all of life so that we can then determine what his calling in is, his purpose is, even for our specific personal lives. Do not be conformed to this world, God has told us, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Are you opening his word on a consistent basis? Are you letting his word shape your whole view of the world? The scripture tells us that God created the world and the world, the people in the world turned away from him and there's been confusion and brokenness and sadness and pain ever since. Death entered the world. But it tells us that God so loved the world that he himself came among us. He sent his one and only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Life. When Jesus was here, he was coming into Jerusalem near the time when he would be crucified, he looked over the city. The scripture says he wept because he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he longed that they would come to him so he could they could learn from him and he could train them and shepherd them and care about them. But they would have none of it. It's fascinating, you know, we don't often always like what God is saying to us, what he's revealed to us in his word. And many people can hardly handle what he said there. The time will come, Paul wrote to Timothy, when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Friends, when we do this, will lose sight of what God is doing in the world and will miss his good and pleasing and perfect will. Do you know you were created by God and you and I were created for him? And as we seek him with our lives and have our minds transformed by what he's revealed to us in his word, you and I can become discerning of what his purposes are, what his will is for us in the world, his good, pleasing And perfect will. And he works all things together for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, which corrects us and instructs us and guides us in your way of living. We know that you've given us your word as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Give us a hunger for your word, a passion for what you've revealed there, and a courage and a faith to walk in it, to live in it. So we could walk in your good, pleasing, and perfect will in our time here on the earth. Thank you again, Father, for your loving kindness to us. As we... Now turn our hearts back towards you in worship and praise. I pray that you would be pleased and you would turn our hearts towards you, even the very center of our being as our thinking changes and then our approach to life changes and then the very core of us changes from idolatry to that which is created to worship and praise of the Creator. Have our hearts honor you more and more fully in our lives. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we turn to today's final song, I just want to reiterate to you that there's no better place to be in this world than in the center of God's will. And when we respond to God's word with open hearts and let him instruct us and guide us from there, let his mind shape our way of thinking about this life, we move down the road of finding out what God is doing, centering ourselves in him, being open to him, And then we can find the peace that passes all understanding. We can trust in this mighty God who is sovereign over all, even in the midst of chaos and the unknown. God can be trusted and his supernatural peace can be ours. If you don't know this peace, friend, can I encourage you today to open up your heart to the gift of Jesus, acknowledge your selfishness and sinfulness before God, turn away from that sin, apologize to God for it, and then ask God for the granting of the forgiveness of your sin through the work of Jesus on the cross. And trust Him to do what He's promised to do, pardon you from sin, and open your heart to Him. And when this happens, friends, the Holy Spirit can come within you and open the eyes of your mind and your heart to see what's true and what God has revealed to us in Scripture and then enter on this miraculous journey of walking faithfully with the holy, sovereign, personal God of the universe who loves you and me. We praise his name.
2: Holy, 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 Lord.
3: Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. Please give us your feedback by emailing info at christiancrusaders.org or calling our office at 319-277-0924. Our primary goal is to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention a couple podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, ChristianCrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The first podcast is a Bible overview devotion called the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions. The second podcast features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. It's called the CC Podcast Conversations. In fact, we have an interview with today's preacher, Tim Butker, and his son, Ike, about Ike's journey to the National Football League. There's also an interview with world-renowned Christian singer and songwriter, Michael W. Smith. You can listen to that entire interview and several others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with broadcasts from former preachers, dating back more than a decade on our website, christiancrusaders.org or on our free mobile app.
0: Today you've been listening to the CC Broadcast, a transmission of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministries. We're one of America's longest running ministries on the air since 1936. Our ministry is completely donor funded and donations are tax deductible. We are grateful for any donations which can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning in to the CC Broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time, and until then, may God richly bless you.